This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. When I eat the chicken and the rice, <laughs> I be mad hungry. Then I take it to the store and I get me some honey. Hey, hey, what's cracking? Hey, guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. Yes, and welcome <laughs> to the show. Yes. Okay, all right, guys, I haven't been here in two weeks, but shout out to Stanley for starting to show up playing 6 9 I don't know what your inspiration was. Is he white? No, he's Mexican. Okay, because he says the N-word a lot in this song. And, and I'm comfortable with that. And I've had talks. What? I've You're been comfortable with it? Is that that's, that's interesting. You know, we were having this conversation the other day, whether non-white but also non-black people right. are allowed people to use it. the M-word. Yeah, I mean, J-Lo's been using it. Cardi B, who I know identifies as Afro-Latina. And she's also brown, like physically. No, no, but like Mexican is brown, and there's definitely he, Afro-Mexicans. No, but he's like a white Latino. Like, he has like a white he, skin. I, right, well, he's light-skinned. I will say he's light, but like my mom is light-skinned. Yeah, but like there's no confusion about so, her negroness. I get what you're saying. So you yeah. have a problem with 6 9 using the N-word. Well, I don't know yet. I got to think about it some. But, like, he looked very white to me on the screen. I don't know. Yeah. His tendencies are black. So, guys, we went off on a tangent. But anyways, this is Let Your Morning. Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, good, because we just started. This is Stanley <laughs> Fritz. Let me tell you something about me. I am all the way down with the Bodega Hive and DJ Envy. Oh, oh my goodness. My God, Watch Stanley. your mouth, DJ Envy. Hold on, hold on. Did you think DJ Envy? He was being too sensitive when the Bodega Boys came to the Breakfast Club and made fun of his wife. Save that for the news round. Are you gonna talk? Okay, yeah. Yes, you I gotta am. get into it. Anyways, beautiful people, what's going on Facebook Live? Wanna talk to me? It's Stanley Fritz on Facebook. It's Stan Fritz on Twitter. It's Stan Fritz on Instagram. It's Dark Skin Swindow on Snapchat when I had that, but Rihanna said to throw the whole app away, so I did. Peace out, Snapchat. You can also oh. find me on Skonex and MySpace. <laughs> Um, hey guys, I'm Selena Hill on Instagram and Twitter. It's Miss Selena Hill. I was not here last week. I think I was flying back from Florida or just recovering. Disney World. Yeah. Workation. No. Workation. No vacation. No no just work. Just work. Um, yeah, it was exhausting. But I'm back. Happy to be here. And of course, Let Your Voice Be Heard is the show where we talk politics, social issues, and foreign policy. And we do that all from a millennial perspective. So a diverse millennial perspective at that. So happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Um, well, I guess that brings it to me. Um, I'm Melissa Fuchs, and uh, I'm your political and legal correspondent. And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alyssa Fuchs. That's Alyssa with an I. Uh, and also on Twitter at Alyssa Fuchs. Or you can leave a comment or a question uh, or hate mail if, if you're inclined <laughs> yeah, right. uh, on Politically Preposterous, which is facebook.com slash politically preposterous or poll preposterous on Twitter. And, of course, also at Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio, where we'll be taking comments on our Facebook live stream. Good morning. I, good morning. Um, I'm Jackie Cohen, political correspondent, and you can follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Jackie Cohen, and I spell that J-A-Q-I-C-O-H-E-N. And I'm excited to be here, guys. I'm tired, but I'm excited. I'm, you know, it's Sunday. I've, like, had a long weekend. Yeah, no, it, it's been a lot. But, yeah, we have a great show lined up. Uh, we'll be talking about the chaos, the corruption, the scandal. <laughs> Obviously, all things revolving the Trump administration oh, and the latest firings. Yo, FYI, guys, Trump has been going ballistic on Twitter. All morning. I, like, all morning yeah. blasting Andre 
um, Andrew McCabe blasting the FBI, blasting the Russia probe. You I know, mean, because I know we're not really going to get into this part of that during the later on. So I just want to say a little something about that, which is where are all the Blue Lives Matter people? Because, you know, they, they like apparently love law enforcement. They don't like when people bash law enforcement. They say that Black Lives Matter is like a terrorist group that constantly is bashing law enforcement. But when the president blasts law enforcement, not a peep. So, um, you know, is it actually about blue lives or is it about racism? You oh, decide. It was never about blue lives. By the way, hi, Catherine. We got people listening on Facebook Live. I got to make sure I acknowledge the wonderful people in the world. Yes. But listen. Donald Trump has destroyed our deficit. He is he has pretty much demonized law enforcement people. It was never about the economy. It was never about blue lives. It was always about the blackly black, black browns, Muslims, and Mexicans. And t- and six nines. What? He fits into that category. Right. Okay, I'm right. team six nine now. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So <laughs> she team six nine. You well, heard? That's his. That's team the rapper's name. Huh? Fellas, holler at Selena no. after the show. Selena team sixty nine. Guys, I get enough. Please. Oh, you get oh, 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 she getting it in. <laughs> I hate you. You are like a Charlemagne troll. Hello, Stanley. Facebook yeah. Live. Selena gets enough sixty nine. Oh, no. So maybe something different. The like, rapper's like groceries. Okay. <laughs> anyway. You guys know what she I'm talking cake? about. Yes. Oh. She, I don't want even that cake get it. <laughs> I don't even get it. Okay. Well, you know, this week it was all about ziti. So, you know, yeah, ziti, cake, you know, lots of food words mean other things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Gotta keep like bribery in Albany, but, you know. But for Jackie, me. Do you need some ziti? No, I, I don't want any ziti. <laughs> I want to stay as far away from ziti. Take your own ziti. Get out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a great show lined up, guys. Um, make sure you let your voice be heard by tweeting us at BeHeard underscore radio. You can also hit us up right on Facebook if you're watching. Leave a comment. Let us know you're listening. And shout out to the people who already started leaving comments. We appreciate you. And obviously, we take calls here. So call us up at 212-650-6903. And we'll be right back. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, what's popping you, stream? What's going on, Facebook Live? Catherine, I love you. Thank you for always listening. What's going on, people on the podcast? I appreciate you possibly clicking on here to hear the show and not stopping because we want those clicks. (laughs) Give us those clicks. Anyways, I'm also here with Selena Hill, Jackie Cohen, and Alyssa Fuchs, and we are starting off the news roundup this week with a big breaking news story, the biggest story that's happened all year. So, Unless you have been living under a rock, you know that Jesus and Meryl had the number one late night show on mm-hmm. TV. Is that correct, Jackie? That is correct. On their number one late night show, they made a joke about DJ Envy. DJ Envy, who co-hosts the Breakfast Club morning show, got mad and pressed them on the show. And when DJ Samira apologized, DJ Envy got into a beige rage and stormed <laughs> off the stage. Well, talk about why. Talk about why they. We're making fun of him. DJ Envy cheated on his wife with a loving hip-hop star by the name of Erica Mena. And on and then he went on The Real, which is a morning talk show, kind of like The Breakdown, rest in peace. And yeah. um, he pretty much was talking on live TV about how he cheated on his wife. And Jesus, the Jamaican Jew, said... You know, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't going to leave Envy and leave those checks. And he goes, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying things. And kind of moves on. DJ Envy took umbrage to this joke. What does umbrage mean, by the way? Stop it. Offense. Thank you, Alyssa. And <laughs> see? Thanks for chiming in. Can, can, well, can I have a definition and uh, and the spelling on that, too? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> 
called the Whitesters Dictionary. Not the Webster's, the Whitesters Dictionary. But anyways, guys, so DJ Envy got mad, and as soon as it came to the studio, he called him two words that I cannot say because FCC listens to us, and then he said, watch yeah, how you speak Yeah, but does FCC listen to them? Like, what? Like, I, don't, I don't know. Seriously. I, don't know. Right, I mean, don't even, don't even push it, but yeah, I mean. Watch I watched, how you speak my name. I watched the video of it, and DJ Romero's face Faces were hysterical. Apologize to me, Jackie. But, like, I thought that DJ Envy was overreacting. But then again, Charlemagne and Angela Yee said that's how he always reacts when anybody talks about his family. But the thing is, like, wh- what I didn't get, like, they apologized on air. But then DJ Envy was like, he just kept pressing them. And then he left the show after they apologized. You, and it, the joke wasn't even that bad. You missed a part when they were asking, um, like, Jesus and Meryl, what are they doing to diversify their assets? And Meryl goes, oh, we're doing celebrity boxing with DJ Envy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I love them so much. And, and like, like I don't sh- think DJ Envy knows. Like, Meryl and Jesus, you know, they're, they're, with the, they're with the it's. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so on the outs of this conversation. I just watched the show Wild and Out for the first time in my <laughs> whole my life. Oh my and I actually ever. really, really liked it. I only watched it because it was the all that reunion. So Kenan Thompson was on, as was Kel Mitchell, Lori Beth Denberg. That was like ago, That's like it? my whole childhood. No, it was this week. It's like my whole childhood. And and then I really liked it. And I was like, oh, my God, this show is actually really funny, even though I don't like Nick Cannon. So that's like my entrance into this world. Now, I suggest you watch Jesus and Mary on Vice or just listen to their podcast. It's one of the funniest things. I got Stanley into into Bodega Boys. I used to listen to them when they were on on Jesus versus. Yeah, Jesus versus Mero. They are. I mean, their their most recent episode is called Jews for Jesus. So if that gives you any it's and it's. So good. So I highly recommend listening to it. You know, in other pop culture news, I'm sort of upset that Jay-Z and Beyonce are not doing a show in New York City. I, I, I was kind of surprised and then I looked and I was like oh they're doing MetLife and then I heard like they're trying to do a football stadium tour yeah but it's the, like you still could have done Yankee Stadium or City Field I realize it's a baseball stadium but you or know or Barclay well Barclays is way too small for the kind of tour they're trying I just to do. don't uh, I'm sorry the, only actual, the, the only actual show they're doing in New York State is in Buffalo, Buffalo. on my wedding day so oh I won't be God. there <laughs> but hold on would you guys even pay those prices to watch them like yeah. perform so I've paid <laughs> those prices to watch them perform before how much how much have you, have you like, paid ever like like but i think like 150 bucks that's not bad but like you know yeah. i just i went on and try and got the pre-sale and like all the tickets that were re- reasonable were sold out within yeah, like exactly. five minutes exactly it was now like i could like buy like a bucks. vip package for five thousand dollars which i will never have that much money to do that yeah. so i mean it's yeah i literally like by 904 because i had the like bay hive like pre code whatever and by 904 like when the thing loaded it was like all tickets out so i i don't know if it's happening because it's too close to the wedding date for me to uh be spending that kind of money and you know living that kind of i think it's like on a thursday night at uh yeah at metlife stadium yeah and then you gotta like pay for parking and go to jersey well you know it's you can get out there i you know i go to giants games a bunch and so it's not impossible but i i'm disappointed the The only way i would pay that amount of like the only way it would be worth it for me is if rummy and sir perform as what rumi and sir perform like i've seen beyonce perform you know by the end of this somebody is going to get selena a free ticket and she's going to end up going to cover it i know it's going to be like all up on the vip on the red carpet and she's like i'll be working give it to me yeah i've never seen beyonce do you know how badly i would like cut off my left arm at this point for ticket to see beyonce please guys if you're listening you're listening um and jackie will give you her left arm uh her first child 
my wedding. Give me a ticket. <laughs> but you have to pay for your own plane ticket to California. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the, t- the all invite is all yours. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's kind of like the Trump administration. You know, right. everybody well, nobody pay, everybody gets stuff for free. Yeah, right. Well, speaking of Beyonce, um, so <laughs> Stanley mentioned at the beginning of the show how um, Rihanna may be the end of Snapchat. So Snapchat stock has taken a loss of $800 million after Rihanna, Rihanna responded to an offensive ad that was on the app. Mm. So I don't know if you guys had a chance to see the app, see the ad, no. but there was this picture of Rihanna and Chris Brown, and it was basically asking, like, would you want to slap Rihanna or would <gasps> you rather punch Chris Brown? Ew. So, like, obviously this has a lot to do with, like, their domestic violence dispute. And it's, like, and profiting off of their domestic. They're capitalizing. But the post that she wrote in response to Instagram, she Ew. was like, this is not just about me. Think about all the other victims of domestic abuse, whether they're women or children. Like, you can't make light of these situations. No, That's you awful. can't. And, you know, here's the other thing. It's like, this is just a general problem in terms of advertising. Yeah. Like, who is reviewing these things? This is not the first time there's been fallout over advertising. There was, like, the Dove ad where, right. like, the black mm-hmm. woman was taking off her skin and she was becoming a white <laughs> well, woman. Well, I, there was, I, like, the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad with the cops. Like, who is responsible for these things and, like, not thinking these things out? Because you need better people, honestly. You need to fire these people and hire better people. I actually spoke to um, the founder of Shea Moisture, um, well, I don't. Well, sorry, that's a different ad. But like the founder of Shea Moisture, they did a very yeah. controversial ad too, right? With the where, white like, woman, right? With the white woman About and the her hair, hair journey, right? Her whatever, hair journey, yeah. and like we all know that Shea Moisture, like the the founder of it, Richie E. Lou Dennis, he actually started selling Shea Moisture soap right on One Twenty Fifth in Harlem, and he was like, when they released this ad, basically he was what he was trying to say is like we wanted to expand. Um, our base and expand our customer base so that when we make more money, we're investing it back into communities of color. But he was like, obviously, that wasn't communicated in this in the messaging of the ad. So he apologized. Probably because that predict like president of digital marketing was like an old white lady. I don't know. <laughs> See, we need more black people Deja in those. Did a, mes- did a commentary those. on it, and they oh yeah, us. I know. Everybody listened to them. They're well, the best <laughs> besides us. I hate <laughs> to switch gears on you guys, but I, I've had something that's been really bothering me this week that I wanted to talk about. So. Um, a dog died on an airplane um, in an overhead bin. And I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. Um, There should absolutely be a law against putting a dog in an overhead bin. And, you know, not for nothing, really, unless you have a service dog, um, you know, there should be proper ways to fly with an animal. But that that, putting that aside, um, you know, it's been really bothering me that one dog dies in an overhead bin on an airplane. And less than a week later, two senators introduced bipartisan legislation to prevent this kind of thing from happening yeah. um, but when 17 kids die at a high school there's no action and when 58 people die on the Vegas Strip there's no action and when 49 people are murdered at a nightclub in Orlando there's no action and 27 children mostly children five-year-olds are murdered at an elementary school there's no action and 26 people are killed at a church and there's no action uh, but apparently you know we can do something when a dog dies so well, what you guys don't realize is the only way to stop a dog from dying in the bin is by getting a good guy with a gun in the dog <laughs> Yeah, a right, good right, dog right. with a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. A good. <laughs> um, I'm I'm happy that you bring this up because a, a frequent listener of our show, Emily, emailed me to ask if we could bring this story up during the news roundup, which is that there's a bill currently in the New York State Assembly to legalize medical marijuana for dogs. 
What? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, Dude. right. Hot? <laughs> I guess. And so, and her point was that, you know, this is an outrageous story because in New York, we still don't have um, recreational marijuana legalized. People are still going to prison for possessing and selling mar- uh, marijuana, yet we're seeking to legalize it for dogs. Guys, in, in dog lives capacity. matter. Dog lives matter. Clearly. I mean, um, Don L says dogs are greater than people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's for just, our Congress. It's, it's, it is really weird and sad that that's, you know, like, not that I'm, like, against either of these dog-related pieces yeah. of legislation. However, it is sad that oftentimes, I mean, it's even, it's true in a lot of senses. Like, the like the way that we're, you know, willing to treat animals versus, like, our own kind due to, like, difficult legislation is, is just. Remember that lion? The outrage over the lion? You lying, Selena. Get it? Mm. <laughs> By the way, guys, I want to say real quick, hi, Ashanette. Hi, Uma, listening from yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, Ashanette. Yes, hi, Matthew Swain. We have a lot of listeners. You know, Ashanette's going to be at the Beyonce Jay-Z so, concert. Yeah, yeah, she is. She said she would pay those prices. Nice. Um, so did anybody watch the OJ confession? Yo! <laughs> no. Hold no. on, hold on, hold on. Um, the whites, please stay quiet for a second. <laughs> Attention, black delegation, Facebook Live, Selena Hill. Is it okay now to admit that he did it? I just need to know. Leave it in the comments on Facebook Live. If you're listening on podcast, just tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio or call in. Is it safe to say that OJ killed this white woman now? I think it's always been safe to say. Like, I've seen other documentaries. Stay quiet, turn your mic off. I've seen other documentaries on OJ, um, particularly ESPN's 30 for 30 did a brilliant one back in, like, mm-hmm. 2016. And, like, he, he released a book saying, if I did no, do it. No, the book never came out. He said in the video... I, they had a restraining order against me, so I went to her house, and she was having sex, and I knocked, I knocked on a window, and then I saw them having sex, so I left, hypothetically. <laughs> and then, Allegedly. And then he says, he says, when I came to, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> and I said, he is crazy. Did, yeah, he, he is Did crazy. you read the article I sent you in The Root? Which Stanley? one? So there was an article that was written in, um, by a black journalist in The Root, and it was all about understanding how, like, white people felt when OJ was acquitted and juxtaposing that against how he has felt when the cops that have killed unarmed black men have been set free. And, you know, talking about how, you know, something we talk about a lot in the criminal justice system that basically the idea that the in, in the criminal justice system, the people have to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And sometimes people who are actually guilty um, are not found guilty, but that doesn't mean they're actually innocent. And sometimes when people actually do do something, they are not found guilty. And he talks about, you know, when OJ was acquitted, he a lot of white people felt like, how could this this killer walk free? Um, and now he, he looked at that in terms of um, Betty Shelby, the person who murdered the unarmed black man, Terrence Crutcher, and was like, well, that's how I felt when, uh, you know, Betty Shelby was found not guilty of killing Terrence Crutcher, even though everybody knew that she did it. And, and it was a deputy sheriff somewhere. Right. And so it was a really interesting juxtaposition of like the OJ thing against like the backdrop of cop Walking yeah. free for killing on our on our black man. I recommend everybody read that I, article. OJ can go to jail. Free Meek Mill. <laughs> like, you rather free that black man? Yes, because whites stay out of this. Selena, oh my God, Stanley. Negroes on Facebook Live. We know he did it. We all. I feel we, like we always knew that. We knew when the but, case came out. Come on, like you stabbed them, then you took off all your clothes, and your footprints were there, and your feet size matched the footprints, and then also their DNA was on you. 
but the glove didn't fit. Yo, you got to give Johnny Cocker credit for that. That's yeah. like the Johnny best Cocker, line yeah, to did. ever be said during you know why a he, trial. Because he ever. was so damn smooth because he was a cat, but every time they asked him a hard question, he just, she was like, hey. He just started <laughs> he just shimmied. Yeah, shimmied away from me. He's like, yo, yo, what? Well, okay, so really quickly, because I know we have to go on break, but uh, last week we also had the National School Walkout. Yeah. Um, everyone's been following really closely um, the students who died February 14th, 2018. 17 students were shot dead in a Florida high school. And just, what, one month later, these students are taking action. They're keeping the momentum going. Kudos to them. And they're fighting for gun reform. So, obviously, we've been following it here. Uh, let your voice be heard. And we will continue to support them, their protests uh, monetarily. I mean, even, like, I think Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Raid, they donated $200,000 wow. just recently to their um, campaign to end uh, well, to fight for gun control. So Shout out to those kids. Let's put some yes. money into the kids and the people fighting against for gun violence yes. reform in East New York, Brooklyn, and Brownsville. Absolutely. And in poor low-income communities. No shade to the kids in um, Parkland because but they we are need amazing. But we need to do both. But yeah, yeah. like let's, let's throw some of that money over there too. Um, we have some good people out here doing work. Absolutely. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're talking about the chaos, the scandal, and the corruption of the White House. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Switch my whip, came back in black. I really like Stanley's yeah. got bars. Yeah. Bars. We need that like gun sound. Pop, 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 word, pop, word, pop. Word. <laughs> Professor Harden, put some guns on here. Not, no. not, not physical guns in the studio. The gunshot no. sound effect. By the way, guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, Selena Hill loves 69. I'm here, Stanley Fritz. I am also here with Jackie Cohen and Alyssa Fuchs. If you just decided to listen, we are now shifting gears and talking about what else? Donald Trump. He has got a lot accomplished in the last week. Every day I looked at the news, it was something new. Donald Trump puts penis in George Washington photo. No, that didn't really happen. Maybe. <laughs> Donald Trump pees on Stormy Daniels' contract. Something new every week. So now we're yeah. going to try and Allegedly. unpack some of this stuff. Allegedly. And no, we're going to do this. No, we're not allegedly doing How this. How about anyway. we just say blanket from the beginning? Everything is alleged. Yes. Yes. Unless otherwise stated. Yeah, thank right. you. That's our, our disclaimer. Our <laughs> a good disclaimer on the Thank server. you. And I, for the record, guys, I like the rapper 69, the one that sings <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Gomo, and um, Kuda. Mm, Gomo. Okay. What does that mean? better than me. So anyway, guys, yes. Thank you, Stanley, for the intro. Uh, again, my name is Selena Hill. Here with Stanley Fritz, Alyssa Fuchs, and Jackie Cohen. And yeah, what everyone said is pretty much right. Last week was explosive in the White House and mm. the Trump administration. But I mean, his entire presidency has been like this. So first, he fired Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, via Twitter. Didn't even while, tell him. While he was, while on, he the was on the toilet. Oh my god. He like, got he got dumped while he was dumping. Which is yeah, canned on the can. Oh <laughs> my god. I, I didn't make that up. Literally, like so yeah, so that was like the first thing and I was just like, Wow, this is big news. And then Friday night happened. What happened Friday night? Well, Donald Trump he made an unprecedented legal threat against a porn star who he allegedly <laughs> had an affair with, and then he allegedly silenced her with a hundred and thirty thousand dollars during his presidential campaign. But then then it got even it gets better. It gets it gets better or worse. Whatever perspective you want to take here. The same night, Friday night, Attorney General Jeff Sessions fired former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe less than two days of him retiring, which basically means that he will not be able to get his full he, pension. He may or may not be able to. Yeah. Twenty six 
hours before his retirement. So he's now been offered two jobs by two different Congress people um, that essentially if he takes them and works for basically 26 hours, he will then meet his requirements because uh, he has to work till his, you know, his 50th birthday, mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, and uh, and so this some talk that he may take those people up on those offers so that he can get his full pension. But um, I mean, the bigger like underlier to that is that it's sort of has to do with the Trump uh, and Russia collusion scandal. Right, yeah. So, and and I just wanted to add that um, McCabe, he actually dedicated 20 years of service, so he definitely deserves his full pension. And Donald Trump has been taunting and threatening to fire him for months, and it finally came into uh, fruition. So basically, um, as Alyssa was starting to say, um, it's painfully obvious that this was done intentionally by Donald Trump to undermine Andrew McCabe's credibility, since why he is a key witness for the firing of former FBI director James Comey and we and he also has profound knowledge of James Comey which is also uh, directly tied to Russiagate obstruction of justice and other things so I wanted to get you guys um, initial reaction to uh, the firing of Andrew McCabe. I want to start there because, um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Trump has been going all out on Twitter. Uh, He's tweeting about the FBI. He's tweeting about Andrew McCabe. And McCabe actually responded after being fired on Friday. He said that, and I quote, uh, this is part of Donald Trump's ongoing war with the FBI and with special counsel. So, Stanley, what was your initial reaction on Friday when you found out that Andrew McCabe was fired? Robert Mueller better hurry this damn investigation up because the Trump administration is coming for him and they are going to find one way or another to defund or to fund that committee or to fire them. So he needs to hurry up with this investigation. I am of the belief that Trump is going to get away with all this because, as we also know this week, the Republican Party came out and they said that they, they had found no wrongdoing between the Trump administration and the Trump campaign in Russia. So I just have no confidence that anything is going to happen already. And this kind of reinforced that because Paul Ryan hasn't said a word. Yeah, right. I mean, this I heard somebody um, I think it was on Potsy of America. Maybe somebody said that this was shocking, but not surprising. Right. Like this is so in line with Trump and how he has um presided over this country the past whatever 421 days um and you know it's it's shocking the way that he did it but also not right this is so on brand for him literally right he's the you're fired guy this is like what he does and so i think what's concerning what's most concerning about this because there are many things that are are troubling about this recent like slew of firings is that he is firing people that are you know speaking out against him i mean rex tillerson called him a moron which is kind of amazing no, no, he called him a bleeping moron yeah a bleeping moron and then like didn't really deny it ever um when he was asked did you call the president a moron he would not <laughs> which is amazing um so but that being said i think the the president is shifting from people you know he what he wants is for people to be fiercely loyal to him he's looking for these more nationalist figures and and, um, you know, there's been this sort of divide in the White House between the nationalists and the globalists. Right. Yeah. And he's pushing out some of the globalists like Gary Cohen. And there's rumors that even his son in law is going to be sort of, you know, he already lost his security clearance, Jared Kushner, and is going to start to be distanced from the White House for, you know, in favor of these more nationalist guys that are just deeply aligned with Trump and his nationalist policies and, you know, won't speak out against him, won't challenge him, will just do whatever he says. And that's really concerning to me because, you know, he's 
insane. It should be concerning to all of us. Guys, if you're concerned about what's going on with the Russia game and the latest firings, call us up at 212-690-6903. Alyssa, what does this mean for the FBI and the Russia probe moving forward now that Andrew McCabe, second in command of the FBI, is out? Well, I mean, uh, I'll answer that in a second. I first wanted to say, don't you know that Donald Trump hires the best people, guys? <laughs> Just the very best. That's, the best why they've all, that's why they've all been fired or left the White House right. uh, since we started. But um, yeah, you know, on some level, it could mean nothing for the investigation, right? Um, Mueller can continue to go through forward with the, the investigation. And in fact, Mueller may already have enough information now. And even if, for example, Mueller was to get canned, uh, which I think would be a mistake for Donald Trump, period, um, there's still enough people that were working on this investigation. We're talking about career DOJ attorneys and prosecutors um, that they could potentially go forward with this despite what happens with Mueller. Um, but in terms of just Donald Trump and FBI Director McCabe and the way he's treated uh, James Comey, um, you know, Donald Trump's game is to discredit our institutions uh, because that is how Donald Trump thinks that he is winning. Uh, he tries to discredit the press. He tries to discredit law enforcement. He tries to discredit Congress people. He tries to discredit uh, courts and judges. Um, and he tries to make it seem that everybody who doesn't do exactly what Donald Trump wants and isn't fiercely loyal to Donald Trump is against him. But this isn't how our country works. Our country works on a set of checks and balances, in theory, where Congress is supposed to check the president and the courts are supposed to check Congress and vice versa. And so, you know, it is very, very concerning when you have people stepping up that want to be fiercely loyal to the president all the time. There is only one person who has done the things close to what Donald Trump is doing now, and that is Richard Nixon. And we all know how that ended with Richard Nixon resigning in disgrace. But the slight difference between Donald Trump and Richard Nixon is Richard Nixon, although he went after the press and went after other institutions, at some point he did take a step back and say, well, you know, the press's job is to report on things regardless of whether I like it or not. He did not go as far as Trump to constantly degrade the press um, all the time and say that they shouldn't report on things that are not favorable to him. So right. that is why it is even more concerning than what went on during yeah. the Nixon administration. Yeah, it's concerning and, you know, you talked about checks and balances but the only people that are being checked are the people who speak out against Trump and that's how things are going now and it seems mm -hmm. like we're in a different era. This is a different administration. Obviously, his base is continually very extremely loyal and supportive of him and it seems like Trump is literally getting away with murder. Um, almost literally. And I want to just say this. So he tweeted three hours ago uh, and I quote, that this is Donald Trump spent very little time with Andrew McCabe, but he never took notes when he was with me. I don't believe he made memos except to help his own agenda, probably at a later date. Something with lying James Comey. Can we all call them fake memos? So basically, he's just putting out this propaganda. He's saying that Andrew McCabe never took notes, even though McCabe was smart enough to take notes. I think for like months he's been basically keeping everything on record and just chronicling um, his interactions with Donald Trump the same way James Comey did. Jackie? Yeah, I mean, and, and getting back to Alyssa's earlier point about, because we, we do hear a lot about Watergate amidst all the scandal, right? And I think it keeps some people hopeful that, oh, maybe there will be a situation where the president has to step down. And I, I'm not hopeful. I think when it, when it came to Watergate, it was sort of a perfect storm of the president got caught lying and breaking the law. Um, the very unpopular vice president was forced to resign um, because of a separate 
corruption scandal and with um gerald ford was put into office right and so you had now a much more likable figure um to take place of the of the current president i don't think that the you know there's a number of differences between that and now although i would say what donald trump is being accused of is much much worse right and i i think presidents have done much worse since nixon and watergate and haven't had any kind of experience really any kind of repercussions for their actions i mean iran contra comes to mind right but um so I think that there was this perfect storm that led to Nixon having to step down. And I don't know that I see the culture in this country yet at that point. I mean, I hope it is. And maybe, you know, after this November, we'll see a shift in who's sitting in Congress. But I don't know that like I like what Stanley said, I'm not very hopeful that there's really going to be a big shift here. Yeah. And then also you have to remember that despite all the horrible things that Trump is doing, he is making Republicans and white people very happy. He cut a whole bunch of taxes for millionaires and billionaires. Mm-hmm. He is cutting regulations. His um his 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 national parks chair is selling off public property by the boatload every every freaking couple of seconds. He is, you know, gutting the Environmental Protection Agency. So they don't care. And the people that do care about this and the people that will be impacted by Trump's bad policies, we have no power right now. But you know what gives me hope? We have a really good chance of flipping the House and the Senate. We just won a very, very, very red state, I mean, a red district in Pennsylvania yep. where Donald Trump had won by 26 points. A Democrat just won yeah, that seat the other day. Yeah, but what kind of Democrat was it? Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, it's a Democrat that's essentially a Republican. Like, is that what... Is that really going to help us us move into the right direction? I don't want to necessarily go off on that tangent on today's show, although I do think we should address that, which is this idea that, you know, you know, certain Democrats in certain areas, like they can't run the Bernie Sanders leftist campaign. It's not necessarily going to work there. And that, you know, if Democrats want to become the big tent party, um, then they have to realize that there isn't a one size fits all candidate for certain areas. But, you know, that's sort of another show. And I think we're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, you know, we're going to continue this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Before, And I also wanted to just mention, because I, we talked about Rick Tillerson a little bit. Um, so after he was fired... Um, uh, Steve Goldstein was also fired literally because he put out a statement uh, just saying um, something contradictory to Donald Trump. Like basically he told the truth about Tillerson being fired unawarely yeah. and like the fact that he didn't know and he was just fired on Twitter. So then he was fired. And then if you remember last week, um, Trump's economic advisor, Gary Cohen, he stepped down and resigned. And then that just followed a slew of other resignations and firings, including Hope Hicks. Josh Raffle um, and Josh Raffle, who was a confidant to uh, Jared Kushner. So basically, it's a, an entire mess. But of course, Trump comes out and he says, Everybody wants to work for the White House. What are you talking <laughs> about? Fake news. Mm-hmm. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Duce is better than Hennessy. Hey, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem and 69. Right, Selena? I love that rapper. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Using we're that back. New slang. 
Anyway, so we're back on the show. Um, we were just talking about everybody who was fired. We couldn't talk about everybody because we couldn't the even show, fit them in. Yeah, like, the show's That's not two said. hours, but shout out to our fans Put and listeners who want it to be two hours. There's like 36 plus firings at yeah. this point. We like, don't have the time. Every day somebody is coming or going out of the White House and you can't even keep up with it. Literally, you can't keep up. So, But you know, Barack Obama wore a tan suit, guys. <laughs> and that was and so jeans. controversial. It was a, it Bring was a back no drama Obama, okay? Yeah. So anyway, so we're back in the show. So uh, I wanted to talk about, so we just finished talking about Andrew McCabe, who um, obviously he was fired late uh, Friday night. And after he was fired, it prompted Trump's lawyer to call uh, on Saturday for Mueller to shut down the Russian collusion probe. So and and meanwhile, uh, as I mentioned, Trump has also been unleashing a number of tweets attacking the FBI investigation and James Comey. And of course, this is directly tied into um, the to, to Russiagate and the Mueller investigation, which I heard is actually starting to um, pretty much wrap up. Um, anyway, so I wanted to get you guys thoughts on what this means for Russiagate moving forward. Do you see I mean, it kind of almost like doesn't make sense for Donald Trump to blast, continue to blast Andrew McCabe, meaning when he's going to testify against him soon. I just can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> like, like, let's take a step back yeah. for a second and realize what we're talking about. The president of the United States of America is tweeting mean things <laughs> about the, about the FBI. And we are spending, you know, and not just us, people on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News. Everybody is spending their time and hard-earned money trying to figure out what do these tweets mean? What does this mean for the I, country? I mean, I guess That's the, what we're doing here today. To me, the bigger question is, like, do the tweets actually matter or does what actually happens in real life matter? Um, you know, and, and sort the the tweets in some ways are like foreshadowing of, of current coming events potentially. Yeah. I don't sure. know. Um, but also like you can't make policy through a tweet and not to go off on a tangent, but like Trump tweeted that we were banning transgender people from the military, but the the DOD, the Department of Defense was like, uh, no, we're not actually doing that. Um, but, you know, just to get back to the initial question about um, the, uh, you know, Trump's attorney publicly calling for Rob Rosenstein to end the Mueller probe. Um, so Jake Tapper, who works for CNN, uh, put out a question. This is about yesterday. And he says, he's, I'm asking attorneys out there, um, is this an example of good lawyering um, in any way? And he said Trump's attorney dad publicly calling for the firing or Trump's attorney informing the court that him and the president are going to sue Stormy Daniels for $20 million. And I wrote back in response and something that I wanted to raise here, which is I don't think either of these are examples of good lawyering. The first opens the client up to possible impeachment proceedings because Mm -hmm. um, if he fires Mueller, that may be the thing that crosses the line for Republicans, or maybe it's not because Republicans have absolutely no balls. Um, And number two, uh, the second is likely a frivolous suit because isn't it Donald Trump who said, I never signed the Stormy Daniels agreement? Like my my personal lawyer just went and gave her (laughs) $130,000. So if that's the case, then like what standing does Donald Trump have to sue her? Because if there was no agreement for her to stay quiet, then, you know, he has no grounds to sue her. And and those things, although they're separate, they sort of tie into the bigger level of corruption that is going on within the White House. Right. Well, sorry. Go ahead, Selena. No. <sighs> I know I said this before, but none of this stuff should surprise us. And I think that a couple things are going to happen. One. The Mueller investigation is going to close, and then what's going to happen is Trump, his lawyer, and all these people are going to get in trouble. And the biggest reason why is because of a lot of what Alyssa said, but then also because these people are so stupid, they keep incriminating themselves. Right. Like, I've never, like, it's like 
Jackie and I go to rob a store. <laughs> and then the cops are doing an investigation in the neighborhood and they're going to interview somebody who, like, knew that we were there but said I'm not going to say anything so then Jackie and I kill that person on camera <laughs> and then go on Fox 5 News and go we didn't shoot this guy with this gun that we're holding right now but if we did it's because he deserved it Yeah, right. this is what's <laughs> happening and I'm telling you I just wish that we could like we can do a um 23andMe thing for Donald Trump and find out he was 1% black so they could throw him in jail already because you know that's all it takes one drop and oh they put him in jail God. real fast you know it's it's this thing it's like he literally said he could stand on Fifth Avenue yep. and shoot somebody and get away with it. Yeah. And, you know, and he was probably right. I mean, he it, was absolutely You know, right. it's indicative of this is like, I mean, he literally went on Twitter one day and said, like, I fired James. Oh, no, he went on 2020 or like 60 Minutes and was like, I fired James Comey because of the Russia thing. I mean, that's like literally admitting well, to uh, obstruction of justice yeah, right. even if there is no collusion and by the way we should stop saying the word collusion what we should be saying is rico racketeering influence and corrupt organizations because there really is no crime of colluding with another country uh, on the books that's called collusion yeah. but there is a crime called racketeering influence and corrupt organizations you know what gives me hope what? Black Panther's number one for the fifth straight week. Yeah, I well, know. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Donald Trump getting away with any and everything, um, it seems like he almost got away with his extramarital affair to porn star Stormy Daniels. So the reason why this sex scandal is uh, relevant and coming into play is because this might actually be the thing to impeach Trump. Yep. So um, what happened Which was... Which is crazy. That's yeah, it's, it's so it's crazy. So apparently, uh, Whatever I think it, it was like... <laughs> During the presidential campaign back in 2016, uh, Donald Trump's lawyer allegedly paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 to stay silent and to not say anything. So basically, it's ba she basically purchased the silence of Stormy Daniels. And also, there may be some other women uh, who are currently being investigated by the Mueller team and could... and. Um, as basically being paid off co campaign contributions to advance the Trump presidency. The reason why this is important because that activity could either be viewed as criminal or a civil offense depending upon the facts of the case. So we have Alyssa here who is our residential legal expert. Um, Alyssa, do you see like the Stormy Daniels case and the fact that she got paid off yes. to be silent actually taking down our president or, or leading to some legal recourse? Uh, I'd like to believe so, but the fact is, like, I don't think so. Because if the amount of mounting evidence uh, regarding even not necessarily Trump, but all the underlings and all the people that were working within the Trump administration, um, you know, and all the connections that they had with Russia, whether we're talking about this meeting or Donald Trump Jr. tweeting, you know, if you have what they say on Hillary Clinton, I love it, or some of the allegations that we read in this Chris Steele, do uh, you know, dossier are not enough to bring the president down, then I just don't see uh, the $130,000 porn star payment bringing the president down. However, if that is the thing that's going to bring the president down, I am all for that. Um, because, you know, that's not like it's put it this way. It's not the bigger scandal. But if it's going to do it, I'll take it. Well, Jackie, when you think of like the Stormy Daniels case, like am I the only one who's thinking of Clinton in the 90s and the fact that he was like almost impeached over his extramarital affair and how like sex scandals are still one of like so important to this country that they will like impeach a president yeah i mean i you know it's 
for me, it's hard to compare those two stories. Like, President Clinton had an affair with an intern, a White House intern, where he clearly, like, used his power to, like, put... And, and, like, ruined her life, right? Like, Monica Lewinsky, like, could have gone on to have a great career, but that is what she's known for to this day, Probably right? Probably a senator by now. I mean, like, that that is what she's known for. I mean, I think that we have, like, a Puritan country still where this is what shocks people more than any kind of, like, illegality in the White House or corruption or... Rico or whatever, you know, like this is what is going to do it. I'm kind of like, ugh, like this, really? <laughs> like this is like, I don't care about this. I don't care about who the president had an affair with. I care about what he's doing to this country and the, you know, the illegal behavior he's engaging. Well, I don't, I don't think this is going to get him in trouble, but I just want the P tape. You want to watch it? Gross. No, I don't want to watch it. I want him to be embarrassed. I want his family to be embarrassed. He's I not want them embarrassed, to be, though. No, like, I want. I want. I want to drag them through the mud, and I want to find a way to somehow incriminate Paul Ryan in this. But, That's all I care about. But don't you think that this stuff with the, with Stormy Daniels, like, is sort of for him? If you know, he's probably loving this, right? Because no, it's he's like, fighting super hard to block it, so ugh, I don't think so. I don't so know. So if he's fighting that hard to block it from coming out, now I want to see it because I just want his life to be destroyed. He filed is a, that, is that not a lot to ask for. Well, he filed a twenty million dollar lawsuit against Stormy Daniel, or at least he's threatening to. But the thing is, I think this whole family is shameless. Do like you, they never feel shame do over you anything. Really think that him threatening to sue for twenty million dollars is him really desperately trying to cover this up and not just like a media play. Like this is huge news and this is what we're talking about right now. Like I think that he's playing it up because it's like, you know, th- it distracts from like really bad stuff, right. right? And it also for him it's like, look, like this like hot lady, like, like no, I had sex it, with it, her. It like I want everyone to know about it. It distracts from all the evidence coming out about the the situation with Russia. It distracts from the fact that there's all these problems with the tax bill they just passed because they rushed it through Congress so far. There's all these pieces or parts of the legislation that like don't even make any sense. Uh, you know, like it, he has literally destroyed a whole bunch of agencies. The porn star is a complete and utter distraction from all of this. However, it does speak very strongly about the people that still continue to support Donald Trump and how they are complicit in all of this crap. I mean, a lot a lot of these supporters are evangelicals, people that, you know, would literally Whites. freak out if anybody in their church had a divorce, yet they voted for and continue to support the man who had three divorces and effed a porn star while his wife was 10 months pregnant with his child. Wait, so, ten, wait 10 months? Or however, or had <laughs> just had the baby. Born. 10 months, wait. Or, what, uh, I meant like eight months pregnant with the child. I'm sorry. Or had just had the child. I don't get even it. care. The fact of the matter is, is they are complicit in that. And, you know, yes. it's really shameful. Yeah. The it amount of people in this country that literally Absolutely. will put the fact that they like this man over their own personal ideological pers- perspectives. And with that said, so um, we need to wrap this up. Um, everyone has about 25 seconds. Final thoughts. Last question. Start. Ew, Stanley. Ew, well, um, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, what's wrong with you? I said that's all I need to make my final statement. I didn't know what you needed it for. Okay, <laughs> anyway. On. All right, we were, we're talking about a porn star, and that's literally why I think everyone's mind is. But anyway, or maybe just mine. Just so um, oh. basically, so the White House is a mess. Stanley, what can we do about it in 25 seconds? <sighs> all right, let's talk about the history of second. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so... It's very simple. These people are ridiculous, and they were put in by white people, and they are being supported by white people. So stop electing white people into office. No, just kidding. Well, slightly kidding. (laughs) The midterms are coming up. 
We need to flip Congress. We only need 23 seats to flip it. Flip Congress, flip Senate, have a real investigation, impeach Trump, impeach Ryan, impeach everyone, and just, I don't know, throw the whole country away. I don't know anymore. Throw the country Jackie, 20 seconds? I, like, don't even know. I. It's just... <laughs> Be, stay angry and don't normalize this because I think that's starting to happen. And I think that, you know, like even in myself, like I, I see this stuff and I'm like, oh, like typical day in the, in America in yeah. 2018. And, and that's really bad. So we need to stay angry and stay vigilant. Alyssa? Yeah. So I agree with everything that was said before. Uh, Donald Trump is literally breaking the Republican Party. And while the Democratic Party does have issues that we don't have time to get into today, um, you know, I think if we all stay vigilant, stay strong, come out and vote, help with come get out the vote efforts, uh, um, you know, elect strong people to office, uh, progressive people, elect women, elect women of color, um, and support those people that are running for Congress that are progressive. Um, You know, I do think that we are going to see a wave coming in 2018, but that's not going to happen if we become lazy or complicit um, or any of those things. So, you know, just keep using your anger and, and let it motivate you towards going to the polls and getting out the vote in November. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I would just agree with everything was said and just echo that by saying that, you know, the White House is a mess and it's a reflection of the state of the country. But we have to remember that at the end of the day, this country is ours in a certain capacity. Like if we go out to the polls, if we go and vote, if we speak out, sign petitions, do any and everything in our power, we can definitely see a change. We saw that in November of 2017 when that blue wave swept through the country and we told Donald Trump no more. We told Roy Moore, specifically in Alabama, no more. So I think that we just were fed up. So let's just take our energy, like Alyssa said, to the polls. And on that note, I do want to just thank everyone who tuned in and let your voice be heard today. Shout out to everyone who left comments on our Facebook Live, people who tweeted us. We appreciate you. And, of course, if you want to continue to support Let Your Voice Be Heard, the best thing you can do is go to our Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash beheardradio and make a donation. By supporting us, we can continue to support you and the issues that you su- that you care about. On that note, guys we have to say goodbye for now happy sunday we will be back next sunday god willing right here on WATR 90.3 fm the voice of harlem and enjoy the rest of your day